3: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Flats and Shanks quarantine lockdown pod. I'm Di Flats and he is...
1: Good morrow everyone. I am Sir Shanklin of Tom. Good morrow David. How's thou- Redgrave, how thou are you? Yeah
3: I'm fine thank you. Redgrave, Steve Redgrave Jr is it? Why's that? Posting rowing videos on Instagram.
1: It's a sign of boredom mate it's really a sign of boredom. Um, yeah, I got nothing going for me. Nothing. Uh, I'm just trying to entertain myself. Um, and Mm. I mean, I did do a rowing session before that, but it was a, it was a bit of a, a bit of a dig at, you know, these guys that post every single session they do like posting stretching sessions on Strava, that kind of, that kind of person. All right. Um, yeah, I was just bored, mate, just bored. Um, but without sounding big-headed now, which I know is difficult, I am unbelievable at probably 100 meters on the rower. I'm so fast. After that, that, After that, um, fatigue kicks in. So for about 17 seconds on a row machine, I'm virtually unbeatable.
3: Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because make me laugh then um i'm the world nude record holder mm. no we used to train in the same gym at bath as the gb rowing team
1: oh, and here we go sorry
3: we, no we, 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 we didn't do anything with them obviously because they were different Black gravy from us. but um yeah exactly if you've got an elephant i've got a box to put it in I but know. we used to we occasionally we would do like timed 500 meter times and those guys were obviously amazing at rowing but they weren't particularly explosive they were just really powerful for a long periods of time like really consistently amazing like obviously incredible athletes but power wise we would have them beat over a few hundred meters or whatever yeah and then we did this thing in um i'm just gonna say it crossfit in bath and um it, one of the things was right today you're going to do this then this then you're going to have a rest and everyone's going to do their fastest
1: time and for... then we're going for a nando's after
3: yeah exactly yeah it's like god doing their, their fastest time for um 500 meters i think it was mm. yeah exactly so <clears throat> we we all did that and then i i got an all right time and i was like oh, that's not great compared to what i used to get when i was a rugby player oh what did you used to get Oh, i used to get that And then I think someone, not me, someone from the gym put it online. And then someone said, that's not even that good, mate. This is the national record. I was like, mate, I'm not going for a national record. I'm a retired rugby player. Anyway, I know lads that have done quicker than that. And I think Tom Wood had beaten that. Um, Mm. Pete Short had beaten it. Quite a few lads had gone faster than the national record. And then Concept2 got involved in the chat on Twitter. And it was actually just because the lads aren't turning up for rowing indoor rowing championships or whatever... There are boys out there who are long and strong with a lot of power. You can pull good times.
1: It's technique, though. You've got to have a short pull, medium pull, then a long pull, and then you just go. And it's all arms. There was someone called um, Aston Astin I don't know. Um, he commented to say bad technique or poor technique, but I don't care. It gets the results. That's why I'm after. He, he, We're in a results-based he... business right now. And i heard austin performing. used
3: to cheat used to cheat on his rowing test and do the little pretend little jab pull yeah to like get it going and get your stats up or something and it's like well you know maybe that's that's a, that's how he wants to do it mate Then fine fella
1: yeah so yeah border mate i also did a little boiled egg video
3: that was good mm. i don't the think the
1: lighting was-, was great i look a bit gaunt a bit like a calamari a bit like a white squid a jellyfish who is it
3: that called you calamari um Tom oh, Arthur. No, it was Christian Califano wasn't it? Oh, they're the same, aren't they? Both French. Calamari Calamari. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that fella. We're all looking a bit
1: Again, mate, boredom. Boredom. You yeah. know, I'm i I'm just taking the social media. What I am enjoying though is I'm enjoying a couple of the boys' TikToks. I know it's a bit immature. Dan yeah. Lydiot did a really good one the other um yesterday. What did he do? Oh, I don't know, it was a song about a chopper. He's talking about a chopper, and he was obviously one of the original choppers. Probably Joe Worsley was maybe the original, mm, yeah. but he certainly took it, um, took that mantle, that baton from Wurzel. Uh, yeah. It was very good, actually. Um, okay. But you find a lot ban- of people… I just
3: banned my kids from TikTok. A lot of
1: people… Why? Why?
3: I was watching it like… I'd listen- they were like, no, we only watch like this. There's fun little things. There's lots of fun dances on it and stuff. Mm. And they're constantly doing the little dances, and it's great. And then I listened in, and like the next room, you hear it hit like like this. You think I'm think I look slutty? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 what are you watching? And then there was something else. Then someone used the F word, and then there was. Um, I deleted it off their little devices. They've got little. I call them iPhones. They're not really. They don't work as phones. They just basically iPods with Wi-Fi. Um, but they're allowed on them here and there. And as a treat sort of thing. And then I, they obviously had snuck back on. Yeah. And I heard one of them was like, um, this is my no third no my third you. baby, three different daddies, and there are a-holes. I like, right, okay. I mean, I'm sure they are, but my daughters are eight and ten. They don't need that. So I Googled it, and it said the legal age for TikTok is 13. The minimum age is 13. Oh. Mm. Didn't know and my, the girls have got mates posting videos on it and they're 10. What I will so say I to
1: you is I think your kids treat you like Die Flats fans, mate. There's there's a, a lack of respect there. You tell them to do something and they're just not doing it. Um, yeah, so right. you you need to get to the root of the problem and that yeah. is they don't take you seriously at the moment. Um, I think I need to be a bit firmer. Maybe you're right. Corporal punishment, maybe. Not saying do it, but... yeah. You know, there's there's a bit of hammer behind that nail of a, a fist of yours.
3: But they could just... Yeah, just for clarification, I don't
1: hit my kids. Yeah, but, um, I, we are just joking. But is it illegal to slap kids, to smack kids? Um, Genuine question. Only around the face. Body shots, no problem, because you can cover that up.
3: <laughs> I have... Ne- I've never smacked my kids once.
1: No, um, I'm completely joking. Please don't take me seriously. Oh, All right, they won't. I've um, never smacked my
3: kids, just hmm. because I get angry, but I... I feel like big man shouldn't slap little
1: kid. Mm. Um but, but, but also well, don't pick on someone that you think you might lose to. So I only pick a fight you can win. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, you are right. You got to have to, you have to monitor them on TikTok. Um on all social media. Really? Yeah. Because you just don't know what's out there, mate, and just keep a close eye on them. Um that's my that's my advice to to you today. That's my thought of the day, all right?
3: Do you know what I've tried to implement the last couple of weeks, like a couple of days a week, is... Um, um, go. Reading hour. Okay. Where we just read a book. Everyone just sits with
1: a book and reads it. What, in one room? Yep. How is that going? <sighs> mm. it hasn't worked. No. Mm. It hasn't Difficult, worked. isn't it? Because they'll either get stuck on words, or they want to tell you a really... What they think is a really funny story, and it takes kids' stories take forever. Yeah, that's one thing I know is that, and they're shite as well. They, yeah, there's no ending. Sometimes it's like no, it's like some of our Q and As we just go on and on, and we mm. don't know where we're going with it, and it's not even funny. But, I said
3: to my younger one the other day, I said, "Buddha, you've got an illness. No, not no, you've got an affliction. Do you know what it is?" And she said, yeah, I do, actually. I know what you're going to say, because you're predictable. I said, what am I going to say? Verbal diarrhea. I said, yeah, how do you know that? She goes, everyone says that to me. I take it as a compliment. Okay. Just doesn't stop. Just does not stop.
1: Probably would make a good radio DJ then, because you have to, Mm -hmm. or a commentator.
3: Not easy in the house with me. There's two of us, fella.
1: Speaking of commentators, Dave, tell us who's coming on in a bit.
3: Andrew the Rotter Cotter he is, is rotter. coming on. He's a bloody rotter. One of Scotland's top three million nicest men. Mm. He's not... And he is nice, but only if you know him. If you didn't know him, you wouldn't like him. You, well, would not, I, you wouldn't like him. You wouldn't notice him because he just would avoid you at all costs.
1: I would say the facade is nice, but the interior, mm.
3: not so nice. That's su- That's such a good point. That's such a good point. Don't peel um, him
1: like an onion, that's for sure. Just... Be happy with the front skin. Be happy with it, because yeah. the more you delve into it, you know it's it's not great.
3: It's like what I'd say is it's like yeah. Tiger
1: King. You know, you just the more you watch, mm-hmm. the more you pull back, the weirder it is.
3: The thing with Cotter is he doesn't give you very much, but he still leaves you wanting less.
1: Shall we? Because he's obviously um, coming on in say fifteen minutes. Shall we not use his first name? Should we just call him Cotter all the way through? Yeah, okay, fine. No Andrew. we just got, He's just got one name, like McLovin, Madonna, Seal. Cotter. Cotter.
3: Cotter, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, yeah, we can do that. Um, a bit worried about him, actually. We'll, I'll tell him. Tell you why when we're on the call with him. A bit worried about Cotter at the moment. Um, well, not at the moment. we we'll fast forward a couple of weeks. I'm worried about him. Um, I did hear... <clears throat> I'm trying, as I might have said on the pod a few times, I'm trying to...
1: Um, nicer
3: yeah be a nicer bloke and i'm really struggling um i'm trying to read less about coronavirus stuff on twitter and just watch the what i call the proper news um here and there yeah um and it seems we might be making a bit of progress we might be got to wait for the weekend's results to come in weekends are always better apparently okay Um, but I wait for the results to come in the next couple of days, we might be making some progress, which would be wonderful, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it would be, Dave. And I hope that is the case. But then you also look at all the hospitals that are being, all the stadiums or venues that are being turned into hospitals, and you're thinking, right, if we're getting better and we've turned a corner, why do we need this? Um, Because, you know, places like um, Parker Scarlet's, their Principality Stadium, um, the O2, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe not the O2, the XL. They're all being turned into makeshift hospitals, and I'm just thinking, right, yeah. if if we are if we have turned a corner, maybe we don't need these. Um, did you watch the Boris Johnson speech last night? No, it was good. It was, was good. It? Yeah, um, just about his experiences um, overcoming the the virus and you know he's talking about it being touch and go which is quite serious um i thought he spoke well i really did good and good and also you know just couldn't compliment the nhs nhs staff enough with everything that's gone on so it was it was a speech um I i don't
3: want to politicize a little rugby podcast but i hope this leads to him allotting them some proper money in the very near future, then, because they have been cripplingly underfunded for years by um,
1: his party. So, yeah, I've watched a couple of good things on the TV recently, mostly BBC One on Saturday, which was a rerun of the 2005 Grand Slam game. Just good day for you that one. That's just free Did PR. Did nice tweet about you? Didn't I? Yeah, free PR for me. Um, didn't even have to work for it. And just my yeah. phone nearly stopped. You know, it was that clogged up with messages. But and then also on Facebook Live, the Blues did a rerun of the 2009 EDF final against Gloucester where the Blues ended up smashing Gloucester. Xavier Rush, foulfully, so they were just on fire that day. Um, but, the best thing I've seen in the last few days has to be Josh Matavesi's...
3: Oh, no, it's Joel Matavesi, Josh's brother. Oh, is it? Yeah, they look really similar, They obviously. do look
1: really similar. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that's Joel, yeah. Oh, um, his Chris Kamara impression please I've retweeted it Um, go on Josh Medvede's social media and see it it's phenomenal it's so good it's It's, so good his laugh is smile just the react it's brilliant it's the best thing I've seen and the timing yeah I know I know I wonder how many takes that took
3: it's so good and have you seen the guy on the unknown guy on the roof of his house yeah doing the Freddie Mercury Ew. Hey, that one. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love the, I love the, the absolute crap people have come I know. up with. I love it. it I love brilliant.
1: it. It is, and it's just through boredom as being creative. Um, maybe we should do something. What can we do? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I made never some think...
3: buns. I made some buns the other day.
1: Well, I've done. I've done my um, boiled egg, haven't I? So it's down to you
3: well the kids want to teach me this dance there's this dance that apparently people are doing but i'm not on tiktok so i don't know it is it the um, weekend blinding lights yeah you've done it you've done it yeah
1: that's right yeah i'm not posted it though i've just sent it to you
3: yeah i don't don't think i'll be posting it but um, the thing
1: is though not a lot of people realize but you can move oh god i can move christ you really can like you, you the way you walk is very um what's the word i'm after um, it's
3: not fluent.
1: Animal like. Not fluid. Animal like. Oh, Prehistoric. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you are like Jack Black when music comes on. You're like Martin um, Madden. We... You got.
3: You've got rhythm. Martin Madden. Christ. Scallets. I remember. I watched. I actually saw a couple of clips of Xavier Rush carrying ball carrying at the weekend. Yeah. On Twitter and God, I forgot how good he was. You know. Crazy, isn't it? He was so good. I, I reckon if it wasn't for, mm, this is going to be a tough one, actually. Until Sculpt Brits came along, Xavier Rush was the best foreign import into England or England, Wales.
1: I think he's certainly up there. It's very difficult to say the best because everyone will have their own opinion, won't they, from their own experiences mm-hmm. at their clubs. Like a lot of the Ospreys boys say that Philo Tiatia Tia was just... Oh yeah, Philo, like, um, oh yeah. But yeah, he was incredible. And it's... It's also, foreigners get a hard time, don't they, about coming over and fans, public, you know, some players that aren't picked to say, you know, they're ruining the game because they're taking up spots of homegrown talent. But the culture they bring, the experience they bring, the winning mentality they bring is invaluable, isn't it? You you can't buy that sort of stuff. Um, and we, I was speaking about it the weekend, The the likes of, from my experience, of... Paul Tito, who captained the blues, Xavier Rush, who captained the blues, Ben Blair. Three Kiwi guys that have come over. They play all year round. You know, you're not losing them um during international mm. periods. And the confidence they bring, you know, the the advice, um, you know, the the way they play, the experience, yeah there's no price on that for young players and for a team environment.
3: Well, there is about three hundred grand a year, but
1: but yeah, I see your point. See all your right, point. Smarty.
3: Um but I yeah, there are some obviously there are some foreign players that come over and don't do it, but what was your
1: best one that you uh, or a couple that you thought were just incredible? Um Butch
3: James was mm. phenomenal. Great name. Yeah, great name. Obviously Francois Lowe's been great for Bath. Um but when we were at Saracens, it was all it was everyone, wasn't it? It was mm. Castaned, Horan, Alain Penault, Thierry Lacroix. Abdel Benazi, um, you know, we didn't Francois PNR, we didn't struggle, did we? Um We didn't win the league. Didn't win, but we had to, we didn't struggle for great players. No. Like we weren't a great team consistently. Yeah um we did we did, did have a lot of great players. Um and when you've played when you've played with Tim horan it's a bit like, well, there's only there aren't many, there's only like probably guys like the late and great Jonah Lomu who could top Tim Horan really mm. Timmy's like about as good as rugby players ever really got
1: two World Cups um, I wonder if people are saying that about us you know at Bath Cardiff you know I wonder if we're being used as role models oh god they were great you know I think not. not I'm didn't deliver not. every time on the field but just you know to learn off them you yeah, know to learn I think I'm probably not EG shame that Buffalo my pointing. mum was convinced
3: I was going to be Lions captain absolutely convinced from the age of Twelve. She probably put a bet on you. She couldn't believe it. She thought all politics. I didn't get picked in her eyes. Mm. Foul Felice, right? Mm. A big towel foul. He was at Bath before Cardiff. Yep. I was. We might have done this on the pod before, but I was so happy when Cardiff offered him loads of money because it was ridiculous. Because Bath had me and Dave Barnes on the loose head. Yep. Matt Stevens, Duncan Bell on the tight. Foul didn't like tight head. He liked loose head. So. He never, he didn't play because Barnsley and I were established front line players. You know, Barnsley on the bench, me starting mm-hmm. um, wasn't always like that, but it sounds better. And um, we rotated, and then someone got a knock and foul played, and it was like, oh my god, he is awesome. And then at the end of his one year contract, when he came over from Tonga, Bath offered him a pay cut. It was like, sorry. He is awesome. He scored like he was scored like he scored like try, he was try of the season or something. Or he, no, he's, he, he set off with a dummy, a step, and then like a 30 meter break from 10 meters from our own line. Yeah. And it's Matt, it's a pass. He was just like the most amazing. He set up try of the season. And then Bath offered him a pay cut. And so Cardiff doubled his wedge and he left for Cardiff. And they were like, Can you play tight head? He's like, Yep. Yeah. He, he never liked tight he's a loose head foul. Mm but he played tight for years for Big Cardiff. Enough.
1: But if you get a chance, Flats, I'm not talking to everyone out there because um, you'll appreciate this. If you get a chance, go onto the Cardiff Blues Facebook page and just have a look at maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of that game I'm talking about and watch him carry. It's like it's a bit like Rugby League. You know, You have your first carry, then your second carry. Xavier Rush carried and then it was either... Foul Felice or Mama Molotica picked up on the second carry just for brutal. sort of twenty minutes. It it was brutal. They didn't know what had hit them. Um brutal.
3: incredible. Um it was obviously- Foul, right? We were all in all right, Nick, varying it varying to varying degrees. I remember Foul coming in, and we used to do the props got tested or the forwards got tested over seven sites for their mills, for their um body fat mills. Yeah. That's right. We got tested over four. Everyone else got tested over seven because we were all, the front five. We were always heavier, so it's like we were always fatter at the front row. So you didn't they did? We didn't have the same test because they needed us. They basically needed us to be really heavy, so you can't then ping you so hard for body fat because then you'll just lose weight. Mm-hmm. So we got tested over four sites. Foul ended up getting tested over seven sites because he was so lean. He was what six one, six two. I remember him clearly. He was 126 kilos on the button. Mm. And over seven sites, he had 30 mils of body fat. Over four sites, I had 40, and I was in the green zone. So it was green, yellow, red. Green was good group. You are away. You are in the bracket we want. You are lean enough to play, whatever. And I was 40 mils on four sites. He was 30 mils on seven sites. And he was about six, eight kilos heavier than me at the time. And I remember getting to the gym in my car with a coffee from Cafe Nero and a croissant, driving up the hill, and seeing Foul jogging up the hill. We got there, we had a shoulders day, and I remember Foul doing sets of 12 seated shoulder press with 60 kilo dumbbells, sets of 12. And he picked them up on his own as well, I bet. He did. No, he did. That was the point. I remember I got to a point where I was like, right, I need to be able to do what this guy does. Yeah. So I really... A he was really good It was good for us to be fair and I got to the point where I was like right I can now do shoulder press with 60s and I'm doing I can do what foul does yeah and then my shoulders went and um, that was that but foul and then foul played and he was mega and then for some reason the club balls it up so badly and saved mine and Barnsley's careers Mm. because he was mega
1: player yeah he was he was Um, what else what else have you been up to then okay a bit of reading fella yeah um any good books well, mate,
3: you know shacks from again crossfit in bath you've met shacks you met him at the golf day in bath um he's he's lent me a bit of gear
1: was he the guy um, walking around in um slammer's on in weightlifting shoes
3: weightlifting shoes crossfit t-shirt well belt. no crossfit shorts no t-shirt headband
1: and a york weightlifting belt
3: yeah shouting hoorah mm. and get it just shouting get it to people get it yeah um really aggressive guy, um, and short, but very muscular. Um, so he's he lent me some gears for the back garden, so I've been doing a little bit. Um, good lad, good lad. Not doing a huge amount, fella, but doing a little bit, ticking over, doing some nice walks, read read a couple of novels, really really good books. Would
1: you like to hear about them? Um, yep. Briefly or not? Yeah, well, we've got five minutes, but try and keep it to two, maybe. Luke Sutton, uh, former yep,
3: uh, elite cricketer, derbyshire captain um written a book called back from the edge i've had it for ages and i lost it in a move and found it again oh my goodness I'll, I'll lend you my copy or buy one whatever have a read okay. it is oh i mean it's the most it's the most brutally honest book from a public figure unexpected with an unexpected story that i've read it was i read it in a day it was just so you in couldn't I mean, I read it in a day fella wow it's not a long book to be fair jeez, more like a pamphlet really more like a pamphlet um, but jeez that was heavy but amazing I mean gosh, but yep. the, so brave to write that genuinely like have a read it's brilliant and okay. I'm reading at the moment a book by Guy Kennaway called Bird Brain and it recommended to me I'm going to name drop now uh, Clang but I, Gavin Hastings recommended this to me Never heard of a while name. ago when we were at Wimbledon together with Jimmy Carr who was he? <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, um Big Gav, Big Gav said you've got to read it. It sounds crap. This basically this really pompous posh guy goes shooting pheasants and ends up dying and being reincarnated as a pheasant.
2: Yeah. And it
3: sounds ridiculous, but it is brilliant. It's so good. I'm I'm not that far in. I'm like a hundred pages in and I absolutely love it. I've actually laughed out loud a couple of times, which doesn't happen very often when you're you know, if you're honest with yourself.
1: Yeah, well, I'm very good I'm going to start War and Peace probably um, I'll probably give Moby Dick a go um, Moby's what? <laughs> mm. you should I mean
3: I like it but there are days you know when you've got the kids flying around and stuff that you just can't read I get that yeah. but I had a quiet day so bashed it in a well, bit in the morning bit in the evening bedtime maybe done fin- finished Ozark thing. season 3 today by the way uh,
1: yes how good is that? oh Mm. Brutal Yeah It is um, Loved it I've started Homeland Series 8 uh, I've watched wow. it all, But You have or haven't Yeah I have I'm not just dipping in now But apparently It's up there with As good as Series 1 So Oh my god That is Something to look forward to uh, Finish Save Me Not Save Me 2 I've not started that yet I'm having a little break What do you reckon Really enjoyed it Thought some really good acting yes. Um Weather and yeah. Heights I might read as well. I've got that to read. Um. <laughs> Such a job. <laughs> Reading books is cool, by the way. Yeah, I know. Got loads on mate.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've just got Alex Ferguson, Roy Keane, Gavin Henson. You've got all the sporting biography autobiographies, haven't you?
1: Um what was the film with Matthew McConaughey when he goes back in time? Um, he goes into space to save someone because I never oh yeah I I never really understood that film not Inception is it no that was with Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo DiCaprio yeah
3: I have I have seen that film yeah
1: yeah Um, so I want to read that because I can't remember what went on it's all about okay okay. what is it it's all about time travel yeah he
3: he, he, yeah he goes Interstellar Interstellar yeah
1: that's a book I'd like to read to try and it's understand. It's a porn it. movie, isn't it? <laughs> <sighs> um, <laughs> I've watched Got it up. twice now and I still don't get it. But yeah. here we are. The book might help. You can go a bit slower then, can't you? Yeah, and I can read with my finger, which I find really helps. <laughs> We're going <gonna laughs> to go now. <laughs> We're gonna have to go now. We're going to have to go. Let's call Cotter, okay?
2: Here we go. Good luck, everyone. Planning for your next trip?
1: Um, right, we'll start, so we don't keep everyone, because I know everyone's got busy um, yeah. schedules at the moment, not schedules.
0: No. Isn't that no. right? It is right, but it's creeping into, it's It's more than creeping in, it's romping in, rampaging in, like the grammar men of the apocalypse. It's,
3: it is, isn't it? Yeah. And, and something Mark Durdon-Smith always corrects me on, he always says, I say, that's not, your football that's ours and he said it's not ours ours is a a measure of time it's ours it's ours and i don't think that's right no no that's not right
0: that's not Mm. right at all he's he's so wrong there but he's saying that with the conviction and absolute certitude of someone who's just lived a privileged upbringing basically and so he thinks that's right yeah Mm. exactly the queen's english the, the queen's english as in you know spoken by the queen is not is not proper pronunciation you would say this is this is the test i give to people um so if you're saying um <laughs> if you, you do this to durden smith say so if you're saying uh, poor as in impoverished then poor as in a poor on your skin or to pour milk and then paw as in a dog's paw you know how would you say those three words
3: poor poor paw.
0: Yeah, see that's pretty that's pretty similar. I mean, Darden Smith would just go paw, paw, paw. Yeah, he would. Athela's mine would differ
3: slightly. His would his wouldn't because
0: he's arrogant. No, exactly. So he's he's basically just slurring all his pronunciations into mm. one, but just doing it with a sort of lofty gesture towards his manservant and uh, expects everyone to understand. Um I love Mark Darden Smith, I would have to say. He is mm. genuinely I mean, you work with him a lot, I mean I did a little bit with him in the past, but he is brilliant and he's such a nice nice guy as well so anyway. he is, he is he's right. he's we said the same about he's you top he's top of the range anyway you know, uh, andrew
3: Potter welcome to our podcast by the way um oh, hello we have already started we you know we should probably welcome you properly um 88 <laughs> caps for
0: scotland um and master's champion um, yes how are you i'm all right but I, I worry when i come on here because i don't have an ex-rugby player level of stories of general bodiness or, or tales of being kicked in the head by Danny Grewcock. so I don't really know what... All you've got to do um, is talk,
1: though. It's the voice we've got you on for. Now, first time you came on this pod, we didn't really take you seriously, but after being an internet <laughs> sensation now and having 20-odd million views of commentating on your two dogs, who are absolutely yeah. beautiful... Uh, um, wow, we wow, thought
0: 20, 20, 27 million. So. We <laughs> thought you deserved
1: the respect, um, a little bit more respect, actually, and that's why oh. we've got you. And also, we're... Um, we're on a hunt for a blue tick for you on social media <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> i don't want the blue tick i don't i i told you i turned down a blue tick many years ago they were offered on mass to people who worked for the bbc but then the bbc said well if you get a blue tick courtesy of this on mass uh, blue tick offering then you have to just tweet bbc stuff um, and oh, i was right. free, i was freelance i still am freelance so i said no 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 i'm i live in the, the outside of society i'm a maverick it does and... change
1: you though it does it's like lord <laughs> of the rings you know when when it's your turn to look after the ring you know it, it has a detrimental effect on you um, yeah also... remember remember i'm oh, sorry go on Shanko. no no you carry on mate you're the best interrupter i know
3: <laughs> <laughs> top five but it's like but the the um blue tick thing years ago uh, nick abandoned and he played for bath this we we knew this bloke and he's he worked at Twitter. He's a really good bloke and he's like look if as long as you've got a certain number of followers i can sort you all out blue ticks we all said yeah all right and i just said nick send us your email address mate and um, i'll sort you out blue tick he's like what's that well you get more followers and he's like nah i'm all right i was like, well no but you, you're cooler because you're verified then he goes nah i'd rather not mate i'd rather stand out from the crowd I think he' misunderstanding it, and still he rejected it twice, and he thinks he's cooler for doing it. but, yeah, he hasn't got twenty seven million people watching him commentate on his cats and dogs, has he? So,
0: no, never cats. God, I wouldn't commentate on them. Evil, evil buggers. Um, actually, no, I like cats. But we've got one who lives next door who is one of those cats that is just the great deceiver. And so he'll sort of stand on the wall and invite you in and start purring and lowering his head and saying, "Come in, come in, come in. Uh, touch me, uh, not inappropriately. Just um, you know, stroke me, uh, whatever." So, and then you do, and then he just assaults you. He just mm. batters <clears> the <throat> living daylights out of you, and with his claws out, full on. So he's he's a nasty. That loves all
1: animals, though. Serpents. Reptiles a lot. um Did you real? Did you actually know how how your commentary would take off? Um, no. I mean, it's unbelievable figures that I've listened to it.
0: Yeah. No. It it is, and I, it's really it is genuinely really strange. Very very strange. So the first one because I'd done this. I'd done the first video ages ago, weeks and weeks ago when. I, was, I think it was around about the time that Wales Scotland got called off and the Masters got called off and the London Martin. They all went on that sort of Friday. Yeah, And I put out a joking tweet saying, oh, I'm available for all sorts of, uh, you know, to host children's parties and bar mitzvahs and things like that, which is weird in itself. But I, I then that. at the same time thought uh, I'll do a sort of, you know, humorous commentary on a mundane thing so that was the sort of you know the thing of it it all goes yeah. back to that big big train sketch that Barry Davis did in um, you know in the world Steering championships but then i didn't put it out because i thought it's not that funny and and then in the interim nick heath you know nick heath uh, does yeah, rugby yeah. commentaries and so he did these you know brilliant live comment live commentaries you know uh, just yeah. short clips and i thought well i can't put it out now because it just looks like you're sort of aping you know copying someone else so but then i thought i'll put it out and see see if anyone you know Likes it, and that one went mad, and I thought that is, you know, it it got a huge reaction. But then everyone is, you know, starts following you and starts contacting you, saying, "Oh, when's the next one coming out?" And I didn't yeah. want to be, the guy who did, you know, a silly. known as the guy who does silly colleges, which obviously I am now. So there we go. But but I also, if you hammer away at a joke, it becomes less and less funny. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want it to be the poor sequel to um, an original successful thing. But then I thought that one might work. The second one, so I put it out, and it it went even. I mean, within ten hours, it did the like same views that the first one had in about five days. So, and it was properly mad. The best thing is
1: you're making a load of money out of it as well, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I might monetized it really well. I
0: might have investigated. So, if you get twenty-seven million views for you know a couple of videos on YouTube, yeah, that get it. that equates to <laughs> that equates to about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, because you 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 become what's known as a, a YouTube partner if you've got a certain number of subscribers and you've got had a certain number of hours watched, then any video gets you per view or per thousand views. You get I think it's you know four dollars eighty one. It works out It's something like that. But then you've got you know, an ad before the video, and it becomes a bigger thing, it becomes less. Like, who wants to hear about Grammarly and again? Nobody wants to hear about Grammarly. It's not even a good product, anyway. So, um, I didn't want it. To, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm making a shed at load six, out of
1: computers six, anyway, so it's fine.
0: Six months of no, of no work, and um, and the possibility of earning thousands for dog. But then again, I don't want to be. It was just, I quite like the fact that it was quite a simple thing. Yeah, has exploded. So you don't want to be the contrived 14 camera
1: shoot thing with uh, all the things on you it. it. Just bring out a Christmas special works. now, can't you? You know, it's like the That's office. Yeah, you, you, you don't need to you don't need to hammer it. You just now now and again. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. I'm a bit worried about you though. Are you? Don't a be bit worried.
3: A, no, just a bit because I think you've gone all the way up now. Um in sort of internet terms, in viewership terms, you are a super spreader and mm. I feel like it's only downhill from here. So is this going to be one of those Johnny Wilkinson moments where he win the, wins the World Cup and finds it a bit of an anti Are you now, are you, is there a bit of a steep drop for you because you've been, you've sort of gone global mm. and now it's yeah, just no, back to I'll you t- in the sitting room with your dogs?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll just f- fade quietly away. Um, but once normal sport, normal sport, once normal sport comes back, you know, you get straight back into it, and you do the big events, the, and and you hope that you know that's that's it. That's that's normal. You know, some people won't be able to hear me now without me. You know, without thinking, oh, he's about to Olive. describe someone getting tickled behind the ear or something like that. But yeah. it's not. You know, I honest I, I, on a serious note, and you both know me, I'm very rarely serious, but I, oh, I I've genuinely genuinely been touched by uh, the 90. messages coming in. Yes. Yeah. but the touched by Danny Grucock but 12000 messages so are still coming in and you know what twitter's like it can be a cesspool at times but every single one of them every single one of them has been just about oh i you know i'm having a grim time in this lockdown or i'm not enjoying it. so you know people are struggling probably struggling with yeah. you know their mental health at the moment the psychology of it and they've all said oh that made me laugh just you know just made me forget things for 90 seconds i can't help it tom if i'm healing the world it's I, not look
1: it's- i disagree with <laughs> flats i think the beast in you has awoken and we're going to see some real special <laughs> things come you found you found your you found your your meaning of life now um and i'm looking wow. forward to the rest and i just hope you don't stop with animals i hope it, it goes on to other things cars I want to see you
3: I want to so see bad. you go um I want to see you start retweeting some praise that people have sent you
0: right so that's that I mean that is an extraordinary thing isn't it people who, right I don't, I it is an absolute crime and the ones who do it in the most humble way possible like they think it's the most humble way and they go uh, you know they, they retweet some praise but and their comment attached to it is wow yeah thanks fella just trying to do my bit or whatever <laughs> Come on!
3: That was like me you, on you Saturday when they
1: showed when they showed the rerun of Wales v Ireland. I was like that. Ah, oh, th- <laughs> thanks, mate. Ah, oh, forgot how good Tom Shanklin was.
3: I did a yeah. I did a tweet for Shanks at the weekend. Uh, you might have seen, and it's just you know what a brilliant player he was in this game. Oh, and yeah, ninety nine percent of me was just being nice because it's nice to be nice, and I meant it. And the other one percent was. Shank,
1: please retweet it. I did. I did. Yeah, you, re- you
0: retweeted, re-tweeted it. Retweeted it with. Oh, wow, well, it was the guys around me. Really, you know, I got some great. I had some great, great help. Uh, you know, yeah. um, oh, just a team. There's no, no iron no. team.
1: Anyway, Cotter, Cotter. <laughs> yes. um, I listened to you as well. On um, you were commenting, uh, commentating with Brian Moore. Um, you referred to me as the No-Haired Shanklin on the EDF final. Um, did I? Yes. Thank you. Did not I really. Not as bad as John Inverdale though. Hammered me saying I wasn't I, what, 30 I, yet but I, I looked it and had a hard life <laughs> what
0: context what context I can't even remember who played oh, something who like
1: a, a break from his own line scores a try under the post and a no-haired Shanklin is, is just on on fire he is just, no, 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 no 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 um, there
0: must have been some context i must have been talking about about like richard hibbard or somebody like that as well and talking about his hair or and then it, that sounds unnecessarily cruel i wouldn't i feel bad about that um, did i
1: say that yeah you did
0: what um what have was. you what have
1: you been up to then i mean can you give us a clue of when sport might come back on the tvs because
0: yes uh September 13th. weird really 13th. So write that one down. Yeah, it's coming back. I've I have no idea, and that's the weirdness of it, isn't it? Mm, no, none of us yeah. knows, and I, I I don't know. I mean, I, if I look in, um, so it's the events that are cancelled now, like the like the Open or like Wimbledon. So July, yeah. you know, July's gone. Well, everything's gone until. I mean, the first thing I would imagine I might be working on would be something like. You know, I don't Masters. know, the Ryder Cup at the end of September, oh, yeah. something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Masters is November, so yeah. if the Masters doesn't happen, then we really are all in, in a bit of trouble. So, because um, they've put it far enough back, it's going to be a freezing time in Augusta, but I think they're desperate for it to be an event which absolutely happens. Like the USPGA in August, that's, yeah. I can't, you know, see that happening. Um, but the
1: Ryder Cup is going ahead as far as you know.
0: Well, as far, yeah, it is at the well, moment. As it stands, but uh, with the U.S. Open the week before, I mean, this is this is what it's done. It's the the schedule now at the end of the year is just madness. Um, so we just kind of have to wait, you know, wait and wait and see. But that's still a long, long way off, though. If you think that, you know, if you look back a month, and and we were all still thinking, oh well, a couple of games in Italy might might be cancelled, but then um well maybe 6 weeks or so and then suddenly it's you know escalated so much that if you go ahead to July that is a long long way away but obviously i don't know the way things are heading I just, I just hope there are there's even even if it's just three months of sport at the end of the year, there is oh. you know that, that there's something. I mean, can you imagine how people are just going to devour sport and just be so anything. keen I'd for watch it. anything? watch yeah, I
1: anything. Mean, <laughs> you um, you keep him busy with the podcast you do with Eddie Pepperell. Um, I think it's what it, is it? Only Falls and Cotter is that what it's called?
0: That's what it's called. No, it's, <laughs> you you know it. Um, Shabby Cotter. Uh, so the Pepper Pod. What, yes, it, it is. It's absolutely taking off, but. A lot of it was it was going well, and then suddenly it got this dog video bump. So a lot of dog lovers from America started listening, and you could almost right. hear the lights going out as they as they switch off after five minutes when they realise I'm talking about you know Bradley Dredge or something like that. So
1: yeah, it's welcome.
0: yeah. Mm. Have you got your tailor made M6 driver yet, or is that your treat? For that the is my level? treat.
1: I'm um I'm not buying anything at the moment. I'm just I'm waiting. I'm digging in for the next gig. When I get some money through my account, you bought some dumbbells, didn't you, fella? Yeah, that was before lockdown, though. Wasn't that was sensible? Oh, okay. um, yeah, But yeah. I'm desperate for it, mate. Yeah, I want it. I want it. But there's no point getting it yet, is there? Courses aren't open
0: no i mean the go- the golf thing is interesting because um uh, you know, this is where flats just switches off but golf no, i mean so if you're allowed to cycle and allowed to run you know yeah. as a form of exercise it is inter- an interesting debate so why wouldn't some because for a lot of over 70s you know golf is is their exercise and okay yes they can they can just go for a walk but why yeah. wouldn't you be allowed to on your own just go for a walk and, and maybe hit a shot or two i understand you know there's far more to it than that because courses aren't able to be maintained really at the moment mm. but if you're just you know just able to you know as a golf fan you would love to when you're out for a walk just hit seven hours i've from, never you know, been
1: within two meters of anyone on a golf course you know because no. you're just and mostly i'm down the middle but you know play people i play with are left right you know so you're hardly ever there apart from picking a ball out of the hole that's mm. about the closest you come to
3: what about shooting the Gavin and the club pro and the shop the shop and the who runs a cafe and the woman who runs a shop or whatever it is do you know not
1: that
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, but uh, and now, but now, no, no one would be going into the clubs or anything. you would be getting, no. cha- you know, getting changed into your shoes in the car park and then heading out on the course. But li- uh, listen, if, I would never complain about golf not being here or something like that because, uh, grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter, does it? So no. you know, the, uh, so every, I was, I was thinking about this. We, you know, we are. We might have little gripes about, oh, this is oh, this is a this is a pain. This is boring. This is difficult. But we, you know. <laughs> Us three, everybody who's grown up after the after the Second World War and relative relative affluence and comfort, we are the luckiest people in the world, yeah. and and have been in history as well. You know, so if we have to put up with just not you know not being able to go out and do our normal things for a few months, then you know just just get on with it. I yeah, agree with you,
3: with you entirely, and actually. You know, like in, in most situations, not all probably, but in most situations there, I think we I think there's a very good chance we will all or at least most of us look back and think um, as perverse as it sounds in some ways, really positively about this period, because it's giving us back things, it's giving us time back. We, we didn't ask for it. We didn't particularly want this much time, but it's giving it back to us and we can actually concentrate on doing some things that are probably better for us than just working all the time um Mm. and we do need some work but i know you know the people like the three of us are not allowed to we don't want to be crude and mention the m word but we we're not allowed to bemoan any of that sort of stuff but it's our respective worlds have basically been deleted (laughs) indefinitely so there is there is this thing well yeah we could rock with you know it's the least important thing in the world when you think about it but actually we would rather like some sport to come back in the next few months please because um you know, I quite like a turkey this Christmas as opposed to sort of living under a bridge. But uh, it's kind of, you know, yeah. um, but we've all got different points at which we'll start to worry. But hopefully the end of the year, everyone's well, we've beaten coronavirus, we're safe to move around and we can, you know, tuck back in.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are the two parts, as you say, you know, there's no, you know, and again, absolutely not asking anyone to feel sorry for us because we're very lucky and we've probably made quite a good living over the last few years. But, you know, there is no work, there's no income for the next few months. But again, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, we, you know, we're we're doing okay and and we just have to, you know, it's the annoying little things like you can't go out for a coffee, you can't go out for a coffee, you can't go to the beach, you can't do this. But these are, these are, trivial things it just means that we have to sit at home and watch uh watch you know tj hooker in the afternoon or something like that so
3: it's great it's great for you as well the hygiene thing because i've (laughs) we've known each other quite a long time and i've never seen you shake someone's hand people
0: won't after this ever again so i i think we've got we're just going to go full japanese bow from a distance maybe not even that and everyone's just come over to my way of thinking but it is it is That's why I thought thought it was fascinating that Japan in the early stages, because they are, you'll have seen this at the World Cup, it is such uh hygienic to the point of obsessive uh, culture and society in terms of everything is is sort of uh clinically wrapped in plastic and and, and there's no no touching it's handshakes and and there were such low numbers of infection early on i thought well maybe maybe they have you know struck on something but i i don't yeah this hasn't in terms of hygiene and in terms of social distancing this is pretty much my life is just carrying on as was so yeah. what were the All swimming right.
1: pools like in japan um i didn't i didn't get an invite to that session you did um, were, they, uh, were they were they clean
0: <laughs> well yeah no I mean, you, you, everyone had to wear a, um a costume which is annoying, because i like no but they, everyone had to wear a, a swimming cap obviously um yeah,
1: got one on probably and,
0: and yeah there were there were lots of rules in fact about uh what about, the, the, lots what about of all
1: the tattoos <laughs> you've got over you you cover them up <laughs>
0: Well, because I, I was uh, I was there at the pool with Tom Fordice, and uh, he he had to swim in a t-shirt or a rashie or whatever you want to call it because he's got a tattoo. And so yeah, yeah. But, he, but
3: Tom Fordyce was um, he does have a past um, deeply intertwined with organised crime, doesn't he? So that's you know a very high level. So that's you know that's it's reasonable. That he you, was the dodgy yeah
0: no he was pretty high in the yakuza I think. Yeah. So then he he moved on to become chief sports writer of the BBC which people said at the time that's a strange career shift but uh, he just wanted to try. Yeah,
3: not many people have made that switch. eakin Four Dice, <laughs> can't think of another. Can't no. think of another.
0: Mm. Have you been passed on any social media challenges because we've been talking about this a lot on the Pepper pod listening kids. Uh in that so so Jiffy passed on the uh Keep Your happy challenge. Yeah, you think it's too
1: big for it, don't you?
0: I don't think I'm too big for yeah, it. I think do. my garden's too my garden's too small for oh, it. I'm yeah. a sh- You know, everyone's got these massive estates, and that's it. Yeah, and they just arrange it so that oh, you can just see the uh, koi carp pond in the
1: background there.
0: <laughs> I, our, my garden looked a disgrace and small, and so I did it and thought that's not well, going happen.
3: There's not- the
1: John Deere in the background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just you just, just about see it
1: from over yeah, here. Exactly. Oh so, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I, yeah, I get you. I mean, not all of us can live in a listed building like flats, so. It's um, <laughs> a good point. A listing building, a listed, a
3: listing, yeah, a yeah. building. I, I, I do not live in a Well, um, listen,
1: Cotter. Um, we'll let you get back to your daily cheese sandwich. Um, make sure, make sure you get me on the BMW Pro Am, whenever that comes about. I'm all new to that. that was
0: in September, so yeah. I
1: mean, Mike Phillips won it last year. And what's he done? I haven't. Eh? Did he win that last year? No, but he we went. Won. He, he said got a birdie. Um, which no, I found that, out that was, was a, a it was a after. net birdie, it was a par. But he had a shot, <laughs> lads. So, yeah.
0: Um, I'm now I'm switching over because of one of Flats' Instagram posts, and again he said, it, as he stressed, it's not an ad. But I'm going to try this. Was it crew, crew, coffee, cafe, coffee? Yes, yeah,
3: this wasn't an ad actually. Um, it's it really wasn't nice. But... It's really nice. No, it wasn't an ad. Really nice.
0: Because I've been using this uh, Halo stuff, and you know, because I'm trying to find an ethically responsible replacement for the Nespresso capsules, mm. so I'm going to give this a bash. Um, I don't think I, I don't know, but I need I need some strong. I'm missing strong.
3: They've got a range called Galapagos, I think it is, and that is every pod you buy, money is donated to great environmental causes and stuff. So it's really nice gear as well. It happens to be really, really nice gear. Um, by the way, you said to me a couple of years ago. You said you go on these long walks, and you said to me, you'd love it. And I said, oh, as long as there's a cable car to get me to the top. Mm. And you said, just walk a bit further. You'll like it. And I'm now mm. walking quite, for me, long distances, and I really like it, walking for a couple of hours,
0: yeah. a couple of but times your, a How's uh, your, uh, your Achilles standing up to it all? Is that... I,
3: got, I got some really nerdy walking shoes, and <laughs> it's really good. Pairing <laughs> pair pair Nike Air Maxis, very bad. Special pair shoes. Nick Mullins
1: told you, told you about them, didn't he? So,
3: yeah, I got recommended yeah. by someone older than me, but they're really nice. Um, right. really comfy okay so okay. thanks for your advice
2: okay Good.
0: I, well, right. I've got to go and do anyway I've got to leave you guys I'm a very busy man pretty big deal I'm going to go and uh, edit the pepper pod out later today and arrival with you guys um, no sponsorship get on board please uh, love and, Pepple,
3: by the way what a great bloke he's 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 um, a, a mega fan of uh, Shanks and me he's big fan he, we're big buddies from a golf day
0: he, he loved awesome. he loved what you guys were saying about Laurie Cantor the other day and <laughs> I <laughs> absolutely <laughs> love this. So, actually, I can see him peering in through the window here, and well, he's uh, really uh, Laurie stretched. doesn't,
1: but the truth hurts. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, he's always sweating. Um, anyway, um, right. I've got Thank to go Andrew into an audiobook. I'm, I'm off to read an audiobook. So, watch this oh, space. Um, it's rugby-related. Um, yeah, Gavin Henson's autobiographies so. <laughs> well, Fantastic. Which one? All right. Right. See you later. <laughs> see you later. Bye.
1: Bye, Cotter. So there we have it. That was Andrew Cotter. Now I think. You actually called him Andrew at the start. Sorry. I uh, did I... But we got him We got him as Cotter, didn't we? I wonder if he'll listen back through.
3: He will. Of course he will. He will. Yeah. Um, he's an egomaniac. Yeah, He wouldn't put anything out into the public sphere without listening to it a hundred times. You know what he's like. He's
1: a sociopath. Um, and it's difficult to tell the difference between them and psychopaths. He is um, a psychopath. But he's a, he's a great commentator. He's up there with some of the good, great golf commentators, such as Nick Doherty. James Haddock, so um, great to have him on, and his voice is just soothing.
3: He's a newsreader, isn't he? Yes. Don't watch. There there are some great. You know, got you and Murray, Jonathan Nimble, but he's up there with the best. Wogan, he's up there with the very best of them.
1: Exactly, Um, Jeremy Carl. So there we have it. Um, That was our mate Andrew Cotter. Um, If you like golf, download his podcast called "The." um, What do you call it again? The Pepper Pod. With Eddie We should
3: get Eddie on here at some point. He's um, mm. he's like Laurie Cantor, but funnier, just funnier, and less just less worrying to be around, isn't
1: he? With the success, yeah. So there you they have it. it. All right, well, we've got to go on Instagram now. We are a little bit late. Um, That's all but right, fella. We'll be back in your ears, if you choose to listen to us, on Thursday. So, Coming in your ears. Yeah. See you next time. Bye-bye.
3: Ta-ra, bye. bye ta bye